1: Good morning, everybody, this is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thanks so much for listening to our program here this morning on a kind of overcast Monday morning. But hey, the White Sox swept a doubleheader of the Red Sox yesterday, and uh, so it can't be that bad of a Monday. So, uh, let's go over the lineup for this morning's program. Um, this morning, we have uh, three guests, uh, all very interesting and diverse guests, and we uh, we have uh, kicking off the show at leadoff, I say, I guess, to continue the baseball analogy, is uh, Josh Hale. He is the director of Big Shoulders, a, a program I'm sure many listeners have heard about. And uh, they do wonderful work. And Josh is going to talk to us about, about what Big Shoulders does. And um, then um, a lot about the tax credit scholarship that they're involved with, advocating for its continuation. And then we're going to take a detour at about uh, 20 after the hour. We're going to go talk to Dan Mishla. Dan is the executive director of something called the Catholic Climate Covenant. He's based in Washington, D.C., and uh, it is. Earth, uh, let's see, Earth Day is the 22nd, I believe. Today is 19, so it's someday this week. Dan's going to talk to Alyssa about some of their initiatives they have going on, and also make some comments and reflections about the statement that the Catholic Conference of Illinois put out recently on the environment and caring for God's creation. And then, um, in third place, we will say, uh, not quite up a cleanup hitter, but we'll round up the show with uh, State Representative Tom Morrison. Tom is a State Rep. He is from the Palatine area, I think it's District 54, and he's going to talk to us a little about um the legislators that legislatures attempt to uh repeal Illinois' parental notification for abortion law. time is very involved with uh advocating for that law to remain and he'll have some thoughts for us and comments um at the end of the show at about eight forty. so without further ado let's jump right into our Ta- discussion with our first guest his name is josh hale he is uh i don't know his title i think he's just big shoulders to me he's uh the executive director of big shoulders in the archdiocese of chicago and josh you with us can you hear me
0: i'm with you bob hey. good to hear your voice you, you, i've never heard you this is i love hearing the radio exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah it's an all new different me <laughs> I, I like it well, however
0: i did notice in the opening there was one, you mentioned the uh, White Sox sweep and the Red Sox yes. and the doubleheader. Right. But there was a game on Saturday. I don't know what happened on that one. Did you see that game?
1: I, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> totally blacked out of that memory. So we'll focus on the positive. And, uh, Boy, unlike, they
0: look good, don't they? The White Sox? Eh. 500
1: Four. hanging in there, you know, we're yeah. on the, uh, we, they kind of bounce back and forth. So uh, like a lot of injuries, but uh, I think that there's light at the end of the tunnel here. I think once the wa- weather warms up, I think we'll be in a better place. That's my hope. I think you're right. <laughs> and then the Cubs. Well, we weren't won't, we won't talking about the, the Cubs game yesterday. That was kind of a disaster. <laughs> Train wreck. Yes. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, there's always tomorrow, right? Or today. There's
0: always think, tomorrow. No, they have there the day go. off.
1: Yeah, I think the Cubs have the day off. So they'll, they'll, they'll try again tomorrow. Um, Josh, tell us a little bit about uh, Big Shoulders. What what is it? I know people hear about it a lot. They probably see it a lot. But what what exactly is it that you do for a living?
0: Um, as lucky as can be to get to work at Big Shoulders Fund and to work in the uh, great mission of uh, Catholic education. Um, and uh, so I, I count my blessings every day. But Big Shoulders Fund was really um, created at the at the leadership of Cardinal Bernadine. right? Mm. Um, you know, who really saw that Catholic education was not only a tremendous mission of the Church in terms of us going out, living the Gospel, and um, really providing education to all children, wherever they come from, whatever their background, but also I think he saw it really as the future of the Church, that this is where people come in and uh, are formed in the faith, and long-term, you know, study study shows that really lead to more people being active in their faith in the future. Yeah, and so he knew that um, he was trying to figure out a way to finance it, and so he went to a number of business civic leaders. Uh, really, at that time, he went to Jim O'Connor, Annie MacCready, mm-hmm. Barry Sullivan, Ed Steffen, and asked them about raising, you know, a hundred million dollar fund, which you know that's a lot today. Never mind back in the early sure. '80s. Um, and so they studied it for a little while, and ultimately they started raising funds. And created the Big Shoulders Fund as a as an independent charitable organization to collect those funds for the inner city Catholic schools, and really to help finance them. That canon law provides that parishes are supposed to provide 20% of the funding for the school, hmm. and you know, and if you're in an under resourced uh, parish, that's impossible. And so that was kind of the start of it. And at first, we did a lot of scholarships, and we did some capital work and uh, other sports. Over time, we've evolved quite a bit. And, you know, as the world changes, diocese changes, as sure. parishes have changed and shifted, without going through all the history, today we still do scholarships. We have, on average, every year, um, you know, anywhere from four to 6,000 children on direct scholarship from Big Shoals Fund. Wow. Um, there's a lot of enrichment that goes to that, so test prep, uh, transitions from elementary school to high school, high school to college, um, trips to, to a camp we run in Wyoming, uh, a STEM and leadership camp, after-school programming. Lots of different mentoring, tutoring, lots of things around those students. But big part of our program is still scholarships. The other part is really we've gotten into the operational side of the school as well. So we have a whole team of finance and marketing types that work with um, everything from helping them with marketing to really running their social media and outreach mm. and developing plans and implementing. And then the finance side, really helping with long-term planning, budgeting, and helping them to run the business of the school. And then we have a team that's really focused on academics. So we have, you know, people uh, really going into the classroom, working with teachers to help them think, but well, how do we how do we make this, uh, your classroom, even more impactful? And so working with the teacher and the principal of the school, everything from the top to the principal, creating data teams to look at the data they get on their students and how to turn that into inf- information and bring high-quality curriculum and coaching in to work specifically with teachers. And we really try to create, which I think is one of the greatest things about these Catholic schools is the network effect. And while each Catholic school is independent and uh, folks in their community, that they share so many values. And so how do we connect the fifth grade teachers at five schools right. to provide support for each other? And So we, we fund that as well, personal learning communities, that they really benefit from sharing, just like any of us do in yep. professional Yep. And then the, um, the final area we work in is all about leadership. So how do we develop a leadership pipeline? Um, and fast forward to the answer, we now, we recruit people out of college into our schools to be teachers. And then we provide, we have a, a, a three-year support program that when teachers come in, we chose tremendously improved retention of right. teachers, high-quality teachers in the first three years where you have a high turnover typically. <clears throat> and then we have a pipeline that leads to teacher leaders in specific subject matter areas, science, math, um, and then we also have a, a, a residency program for assistant principals. So Bob is a high-performing you know, performing principal. Josh wants to be a principal. I would get an assistant principalship for a year or two working with Bob. And so I learn about the tra- craft and develop skill. And then we have a um, our Sullivan Fellows principal program is really about retaining our top-performing principals. So based on five KPIs, we look across all of our schools, and those principals are pulled into kind of a YPO-like forum where they get a lot of professional support, but also they get financial incentives to stay in the schools. And so we're able to retain not only the great leaders, but allowing young leaders to work underneath them, to learn from them, and then we have a stronger pipeline.
1: You know, it's amazing. Like, you're just rattling off all these things. I mean, I knew this, but I didn't know some of this. Everybody thinks of Big Shoulders as, as the scholarships, because that's what you've known, that, that's yeah. kind of the the, the the marquee of Big Shoulders. But you guys do a lot more than that, and, and that's really refreshing to hear. And, and I know that Catholic education is so important in the inner city, and especially it's getting harder and harder to maintain those schools. And like you said, you know, how do you re- how do you retain good professionals? How do you pay them well? Um, how do you make sure that they keep coming back? And and it's really uh, it's really gratifying to hear all of the things that Big Shoulders does beyond the scholarships. This is all this is all in addition to the scholarships you could provide. And what do you say between four to six thousand a year? That's a lot. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. A lot of kids. That's a lot of, a lot of kids. In the, yeah. And the you know
0: the great thing is that I think you know, if you look at the numbers here, you know, relative to the rest of the country, our school system. Um, at large Catholic education in Chicago has been pretty stable. Yep. It has. In the inner city, ours have been unbelievably stable yep. over a period of time, yep. and I think that gives confidence for parents as well.
1: I think you're right because I think you look at like other major metropolitan areas like Boston and New York, and, and those closer school, those those cities are experiencing um, yeah. significant closure of, of Catholic schools. And and Pratican and look, we are too, yeah. two, but but it's not at the same rate, and, and a okay. lot of it's got to do with big shoulders. That's fantastic, Josh. Let's talk a little bit. We have about ten minutes. Um, let's talk a lot about uh, or a little bit about what uh, we've been working on, which is the tax. Credit scholarship program. Um, people know some people know Empower, uh, which is uh, uh, a scholarship granting organization that is statewide throughout the entire state. But Big Shoulders is as well, um, and you have a, a SGO a scholarship granting organization component of of uh, Big Shoulders as well. And so you've been involved with this state program as well. Tell us a little bit about your experience with it, and money raised, and the scholarships that have gone out.
0: You know, what a a tremendous um, program and opportunity for, uh, you know, I I really think for, in a couple different categories, certainly for children and families, that, you know, finding the right school for your child is paramount. If we've learned anything over that, you know, we need, certainly we need strong uh, public schools, but also in public districts, they've created more choice in those systems. And I think the same thing across other schools, whether it's Lutheran or Catholic or other private schools, that. You know, you have multiple children. Children are different and they have different needs and may fit in different places. And if you have the resources to make that decision, that's wonderful that you're able to make that choice for your child to get them the very best school and community for your child. And if you don't have the resources and the school down the street isn't the right place for one of your children or all of your children, you know, that's a really tough predicament. And as any parent, you would carry a heavy load on your shoulders that you couldn't provide up for your child. I think the tax credit scholarship has done is enabled parents and children to find the very best school for them. And I think that the number of students who are applying each year and the growth of that over time as word spread speaks volumes about what parents are looking for. And as we want to find reasons for keeping people in Chicago, keeping people in mm-hmm. Illinois, education is the number one reason. That's why parents decide to stay in a particular area, education. And I think the scholarship program, the uh, Illinois tax credit scholarship program, has is just, you know, this, the start of that of yeah. how do we add more capacity? And support for families and another reason to stay in our great state and our great city
1: so if people don't know the way the scholarship the Illinois uh, tax credit scholarship program that Josh is referring to the way it way it works is that if an individual donates to a scholarship granting organization like Big Shoulders um, through the scholarship tax credit they can get a 75% credit on their state income taxes so, if for hypothetically, if you gave a thousand dollars to Big Shoulders and you took the tax credit, you would get seven hundred fifty dollars back when you file your taxes the next year. That thousand dollars that you have um, uh, donated then goes to fund a scholarship for a low uh, to middle income child. Um, and in in Big Shoulders cases, that money will stay within uh, the city of Chicago. Will stay downtown Chicago. Um, and and in as, as Josh indicated, in most of those schools are, quite frankly, where they need it, well, the most, um, because it, it, the costs are so high, um, and we are uh, financing education for a lot of kids who, they, they just can't afford it right now. And so that's one of the most valuable things about that scholarship tax credit program. So, Josh, tell us a little bit. So it looks like um, the legislature, it's April, what is today, the 19th? Uh, the legislature is going to conclude, um, May 31st. And so we're in the process of trying to advocate, uh, to as many people who will listen to us that that program needs to, needs to continue. Cause I think as you're saying that there's a sunset date on that program and, and we need to make sure that it continues beyond next year.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing thinking back to when the program first went in <laughs> and they said, with this great new program, there's a sunset. And I, I learned, uh, Illinois politics very quickly, what the sunset means, and um, well, great to have the program. Um, imagine if you have children across the state in Chicago and under-resourced communities that have gotten this dream opportunity and this great uh, possibility for the you know the right place for their child, the right place for their family, and then all of a sudden the program uh, ceases to exist. What a loss for those children, those communities, and so we are working with. The coalition, Bob, you know, I, I, this is all new to me, uh, <laughs> learning how this all works. And I, I think at the end of the day, certainly there's a lot of people that know a lot more about working downstate and all the politics. But I think the simplicity of this is that this program helps children. It helps families from under resourced communities and helps parents and guardians who want the very best for their child. And anybody with children knows that dream. And if the best option down the street is the, your public school, that's fantastic. But if it's not, how do we make sure that we get them to the right place?
1: Exactly. And this
0: program has enabled that. And again, as we look across the city and the state and children most impacted by COVID, I think yet again, this, these very scholarships are going to those, those, those children in those communities. And we need to figure out a way to say that this program is, is about uh, a brighter future. It's about opportunity. It's about uh, another reason to stay in the city or in the state
1: the um, just as uh, terms of an FYI uh, one of the things I have to do today is is to finalize a letter that uh, is it's pretty much final uh, that will go out uh, from the six Catholic uh, diocesan bishops to um, people all across the state um, it'll go into the hopefully the Catholic parishes will pick it up and it's a letter just explaining what Josh and I are talking about about the scholarship tax credit um, being um, kind of under attack that the governor has made a recommendation to reduce that percentage credit from 75 to 40 and what Josh and I are talking about here is our advocacy efforts to not only restore that credit from 40 to 75 percent so people will continue giving at the level they have but also to extend it beyond the sunset that Josh has just outlined. And so that letter will be finalized hopefully today, tomorrow. It'll go out sometime this week, so people will start seeing it in parish bulletins and hopefully in the secular press fairly soon. And and what the letter does is it just urges people, uh, all people, uh, Catholic, uh, not Catholic, whatever, uh, that the program is good in terms of it helps to uh, provide financing to send children to a school of, of their parents' choice. And so we wanna continue that program as best we can. Um, In the couple minutes we have left, Josh, I think one of the things you talked about, and I don't think we can underscore this enough, and I get this question actually a lot is like, how come we don't hear more about uh, Catholic schools being able to be open during uh, a worldwide pandemic, uh, continuing to educate kids, continuing to provide a safe environment for kids, um, and it just seems like everybody sort of takes that for granted and it's not really publicized much. It's just kind of what we do. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but it's one of those points that I think does get lost and I'm not sure what we can do cause we're kind of tooting our own horn. But on the other hand, it is so frustrating that it doesn't get out there more often.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's very funny. It's a, um, I gotta tell you, these schools, these principals, these teachers have been heroic. Yeah. And I, I have been out in a lot of these schools, you know, a lot. And I am amazed. In fact, we have our, you know, we have a bi- bian- biannual uh, dinner for Big Show's Fund where we give the Joseph Cardinal Bernadine Humanitarian Award. And it's always given to someone who's really made an impact in our, in our mission. And this year we're giving it to the teachers, the principals, sure. the janitors, all those. And um, how could you honor anybody else? And I think, to your point, um, I, I want to yell from Mountaintop, like, oh, my goodness, look Me what too. they have done at a time of tremendous need for children. They, you know, like like um, firemen and women running into, you know, uh, a burning building. They're running into uh, this issue. And I think just as we saw healthcare workers and people working in grocery stores and yep. people working in, you know, all those frontline jobs, our teachers and principals went right in there uh, for children. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, you know, if you looked at every Catholic school, you know, the archdiocese, each one did a little bit different. They figured out a way to make it work, yep. accommodating for teachers, accommodating for student needs. They, it, it really has been remarkable. And, you know, they certainly uh, don't say anything about it. As good Catholics, they just kind of marshal on. And I try to tell everybody I couldn't be more. Um, I think in, in our support base, we have received, we had some of our highest numbers of fundraising or support. Ever really? in period of time. People just wanted to, you know, what more can I do these people? Right. You know, we gave gift cards to every single staff member in schools. We bought lunch, you know, just kept setting up more things and supports. Um, and I think that that's, we've only started. I think as we look back and come continue moving through COVID, I think there's going to be even more outreach and support for these heroic leaders. And we look back at what they did at a time of great need with very little fanfare and very little, you know, desire for a spotlight on them. Just marshaled on, and I think that that is one of the greatest gifts that they could give to those communities and those children, but also to all of us to inspire and remind us, you know, what it means to be in community, to work together. I, you know, and I also one of the thing I would say is that you know we always talk about um, Catholic schools and communities as being beacons of hope, as being really community-based organizations. And I think when I think about community-based organization, it's a place where community comes together. You know, they always talk about you know where to where did uh, some of the greatest movements in our history start in the basement of a church, right? That right. Community-based organizations are where people come together to learn, to solve issues, to resolve issues, to you know whatever it is. And during the pandemic, one of the things that you know we it got started actually in some ways that um, someone came to us a woman who's been a longtime supporter of Big Show's Fund called me up on a Sunday just as COVID just as we shut down the school building, and said. My goodness, people are going to be hungry, people are losing their jobs, food insecurity. She said, you know, I want to figure out how to get food out to people quickly. She said, I'm coming to you first. I don't know if you will do this, but, you know, you guys seem to be connected to the community. Yeah. And this is from a woman who is isn't Catholic and didn't, you know, know as much about the history, but said, I understand what your schools mean in community. And so we quickly started up. We reached out to schools and said, what do you guys think about this? We're going to partner with local restaurants. We're going to get food and distribute it through your school to anybody that needs it. And, you know, not surprising to you, Bob, and most of the listeners, everyone in Prince is like, oh, my goodness, yes, what can we do? How can right. we Right, they and just
1: it. do it. Right, right. And so next thing you knew, you There's know, we had, over
0: the time of the COVID, we partnered with, you know, 30, 40 community-based restaurants, mom and pops in the neighborhood. They made food, and we gave out hundreds of thousands of meals to those uh, facing food insecurity. And that was all through the school relationships. And then built onto that was like, how do we give out clothes? How do we give out PPP? How do we yeah. <laughs> figure out social-emotional supports, connecting them to counseling? It just built, and all of a sudden I said, that is why they're called Beacons of Hope. That's why they are these unbelievable community-based organizations that certainly represent education, a quality Catholic education, but even more so, they represent hope in a community, a place where people come together and trust and, and work together. And I think that is you know why um, we fight so hard for these schools, That's but right. also you know these tax credit scholarships. And all of our work really continues to add value in the most under-resourced and challenged communities at any time, but certainly during COVID. And the idea that anybody could not support the tax credit scholarship program at, you know, at times in, in communities that have been devastated by this pandemic is, is almost unconscionable. So I, I really do have great hope because I know that the legislature is going to see that this is a critically important issue, um, and we'll fight for it uh, just as we are. For people, children and for communities.
1: If people want to find out more about Big Shoulders, what's the best way to do that?
0: You know, bigshouldersfund.org org is our website, and um, we feel free to call or email us. We'd love to. have we have lots of volunteering opportunities, mentoring, tutoring, tutoring, teaching our stock market program. So many different ways to get involved. Service days, and um, we'd love to have anybody's support for this great mission.
1: Bigshouldersfund.org, org, right? That's it. Great. Josh, thanks for uh, taking some time to join us this morning. Really good interview. Thanks so much for the information, and we'll keep plugging away on that tax credit scholarship.
0: Likewise. Well, have thanks so watching. we are watching that White Sox-Red Sox game at 10-10 today. That's right. Exactly. It's good Patriot's luck.
1: Day. <laughs> thanks, Josh. Bye. <laughs> Take care. Josh Hale, everybody from Big Shoulders. Uh, thank him for joining us this morning. Uh, don't go away. We're right back. We're going to talk to Dan Mishla. He is with the Catholic uh, Climate Covenant to get for me to get that out uh it is 823 we'll be right back after these messages